Hello, everybody. Oh my gosh, man, I have missed you all so, so much. Seriously, I, uh, I've been in the process of moving, and so uh, I haven't thought about podcasting or done podcasting in well over seven days, which in podcasting world, that is an eternity. Oh my God, so long. I'm just not even done moving yet. If um, the sound quality sounds a little off, it's because I haven't actually got time to put up the padding yet. I'm just doing this very impromptu. Um, I got so excited ahead of myself that I just put everything together, put a table up, and here, I got my laptop going. So, uh, as you can tell, this is a solo episode. Uh, we should be back to our regular uh, episodes probably by next week, uh, but if not by then, then at some point, definitely. We are not going away. This is this is not over. Cinema Flavor is not done. So, um, I figured I'd keep going with the kaiju series that I was going in and preparation for... Godzilla versus King Kong, which, dude, by the way, oh my god, yes, I got the best news about that movie uh, coming up. So, with some of the states kind of reopening, it seems like um, a lot of theaters are starting to reopen. Uh, things are starting to get back into tune. I noticed with the um, the Chaos Walking movie, that Doug Liman movie with um, Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland. And I just went to go look, and I was like, well, if they're going to show that in theaters, I mean, I don't understand why they wouldn't show Godzilla versus King Kong. And I look, and I see that, yeah, most definitely the, that AMC Matreon, which is a San Francisco theater, only a couple hours away from me, uh, is up, back up and running. They're doing limited capacity, doing only a few screenings at a, at a time every day. And so I was like, yes. Unfortunately, there's not been any showtimes yet, which is... That's understandable, you know what I mean? I mean, Godzilla vs. King Kong doesn't come out until later on this month, so of course there's not going to be too many pre-orders or anything going on yet, uh, but I'm just really, really, really excited to finally have Godzilla vs. King Kong and I get to see it on the big screen, in IMAX. Look, movies like that, you absolutely cannot just watch on your TV, right? It's I'm not saying that it's any different, it's just the immersion... The fact that two giant monsters are going to beat the living hell out of each other, you can't just watch it on just a regular TV. Now, I got a fairly good-sized TV, right? I got a 55-inch, I think. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, a good, it's much bigger than the other TV, TVs I've ever had. Um, but that fails in comparison to the fact that I need to see this movie in a theater. And I was a little nervous at first. I was wondering maybe just the drive-in would be open. But the thing is with, like, the drive-ins near me. They are so not good. Um, the screens are really dark. Uh, and plus, you're sitting in your car. You don't want to sit in your car. I don't want to, I want to sit in a chair. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, the option was, you know, that or anything else. And it's just like, you know, I, I want to see this in theaters and now I get the chance to hopefully, you know, nothing, nothing crazy happens and they have to shut down by then. Um, so, that's what it is. Uh, I've already reviewed all of the MonsterVerse movies already, turns out. Uh, we already did a review on Kong, Skull Islands. I did a solo review on the 2014 Godzilla. And then we actually did a review of Godzilla King of the Monsters when it came out in theaters last year. And so I figured, you know what, I'll just kind of branch off. I'll keep it Godzilla, um, but it's not going to be the MonsterVerse movies. I figured I'd talk about Shin Godzilla. This is the... Adaption that came out a couple years ago. Um, it was the Godzilla movie that Japan had made after like 12 years of not making any Godzilla movies, right? 29th movie of Godzilla. 
Um, it's a really, really, really interesting movie. Um, I it's it's fairly the same. It's just, it's a soft reboot of Godzilla, but I think this movie, even though it's a live action movie, it moves a lot like an anime. Um, I think it's uh, when the Japanese in Toho when they were making this movie, they probably had a, a an anime in mind, just the way it, it moves and the caricatures of, of anime and how those characters, you know, the way they react. That's very much how Shin Godzilla is. I think also too, this version of Godzilla is much different than any other Godzilla we've ever had. Um, you know, the other Godzilla movies when they first came out in the 50s, it was just this giant monster and you come out of the, the ocean and you blow up Tokyo and, and they dip, right? That was, that was the movie. Right, and then after a while, he'd go and beat up other monsters, and he'd get his ass whooped, and then he'd come back, and he'd fight Ghidorah, and Gigan, and Rodan, and Mothra, and a lot of those other monsters, and that's just kind of what it was. Those movies were just kind of the monster of the week. It's, you know, if if those movies were made today with the same kind of intention, it'd totally be a show, um, but this, this version of Godzilla, Shin Godzilla... Um, there's an evolution form to him. It's almost like they wanted to make this Godzilla way scarier than, than any other iteration of Godzilla prior. And they very much succeeded in that. Um, there's like six or seven forms of Godzilla, I'm trying to remember, at the time. Uh, when this movie starts, too, it's just, it's very like, oh, you know, what's, what's in the ocean? You know, scientists are saying that, you know, it's a tsunami and the, and the ocean's really warm. And it's just like, it's the perfect, like, you know something really really bad is about to happen. And I like that in my Godzilla movies, right? A lot of times it's like, you know, you get right to the action, Godzilla comes out of the ocean, and the army is a, a blazing. It has this lot more realistic undertone to it where people don't quite understand what's happening. It's, you know, it's a giant radioactive lizard coming out of the ocean. Like, no one would know why it was happening, where it was coming from, what it was capable of. You know, trying to evacuate millions of people in a very, very cramped city that's already on an island. Um, it's just, it's the chaos and the hectic, uh, just, just the chaotic form of the movie is exactly how it, it would be if, if a real giant monster came out of the ocean. And I, I really like that. It makes it really creepy. Like, this movie is oddly scary in that way. And... Uh, I'm not saying that this movie is like breaking new grounds with Godzilla at all. It it follows a pretty, pretty much the same formula as any other Godzilla movie. Um, you have like the scientists, and you have like the army, and they're kind of clashing back and forth between like, you know, what do we do, and what do you understand about it, and you know, if we fire weapons at it, maybe it's it'll make it hostile, and it's just like this really really bad tension that kind of forms in around the human aspect of the movie. And it's, it, I mean, it's, it's familiar. It's very much enjoyable. Uh, but I will say that this, again, I think this movie is a lot creepier than, than I think most people give it because it just it feels so real. Uh, this movie, I mean, I, I don't understand. I, I probably should word that better. I, I, don't, I don't know how Japan is like with their budgets and, and their V... VFX and special effects. I mean, this movie is a little wonky um, as far as how it looks. It's like, if this movie were made in America, it probably would have made it back in like 2000, right? Because CGI is pretty bad. Um, it's pretty obviously, it's, it's pretty obvious when they're using like kits of like the city and like these little models. And it's just like, 
I almost want to knock it for it, but it's like I don't think Japan is as big as in in Hollywood, or I don't think Japan has like a Hollywood really like we do, uh, where like millions of dollars are spent, you know, for basically every movie that's ever made here in America, where even the worst movie looks even better than this. Um, I will say that there, this movie is a lot better written than probably most bigger movies. I honestly, I I like this movie much more than I like any of the MonsterVerse movies. I think so. Um, I do like this version of Godzilla. This version of Godzilla would whoop uh, MonsterVerse Godzilla. Like he would put the beat down on him. Like that Godzilla. Uh, the most interesting about him is that he evolves. Right, he has these different forms. He starts off as like this kind of derpy looking lizard who kind of stumbles and awkwardly kind of crawls through the city and it's just like he's losing blood and it's like he's very much in pain because he's evolving and it's like he has no choice over that he has no power over it and so like his body is morphing and it's you know he's growing these kind of dorsal plates on his back and it just it looks so painful you could tell like that Godzilla is just running around the city and he's not doing it to you know do it on purpose it just you know obviously if you're in pain or doing anything you like there's no thought process to anything you're doing right if you broke your toe or if, like you broke your arm you're not thinking about like your area around you all you're thinking about is like oh my god my arm is broken it hurts that's exactly how this Godzilla is it's just like I don't know what's happening to my body I just I'm running around I'm doing anything just to just make the pain just go away and it's it's very sad sometimes to watch too but um, even like the little derpy versions of Godzilla, it looks cool because he looks like this almost like Triceratops-esque kind of monster when he when he becomes. Uh, not not like to the f truest form, but he like walks on all four legs. He He's very like, very head, like very ground heavy. I think that's the word. Like his center of gravity is very low to the ground. Um, and as he's moving around, and as he's evolving, uh, the world around him is just like, he's just knocking over everything. That even in, in his lowest, most earliest form, this version of Godzilla can completely destroy everything. Because he's much bigger than the city around him. He's crawling on top of like these little apartment complexes and these like kind of lower buildings. Not Not, you know, not like giant skyscrapers quite yet, but... Uh, these really big, multiple-story kind of buildings, and he's just completely knocking them over and destroying them. Um, it's very, very interesting. Like, if that would have been just the movie itself, I probably would have been pretty interested in it. I think so. Um, or maybe not. I don't I don't really know. I do like the, the version he evolves into, which is completely, like, he wrecks shop on Tokyo in this freaking movie, man. I, I loved it. I think out of also too out of all the iterations of Godzilla's atomic breath, this one really just kind of knocks it out of the park because he, when he finally gets to that level, when he finally has like this energy building up to him, and I, I give much kudos to the MonsterVerse Godzilla. I, I think so. The way it like it does this like sound, and then like you see like it the energy kind of building up to the back of his plates, and it's like. Dude, he's going to let off. Like, he's going to break someone's hymen. You know what I mean? Like, and then he just lets off, like, that atomic breath in it, like... Uh, but the thing is, like, with that MonsterVerse Godzilla, 
is like the energy that's coming out of him. It's it's not like a complete like laser that would just penetrate everything. It's like you could tell it's probably really hot. Um, it's almost plasma like, you know. But the the monsters that he hits with it, uh, a lot of times like they can take the hits. Um, this version of Shin Godzilla, nobody is gonna take that hit. He starts off with like blowing fire, and he like blows like these like multiple blocks of Tokyo that just like. He shoots a fire going out and like you see it coming and it's amazing too because like his mouth opens up almost like a like a Venus flytrap where the bottom of his jaw kind of opens up and then splits out and like it just makes his throat just completely open and then like you see his eye just like it's like an eyelid kind of situation where like his eyes and face need to be protected from the massive immersion of heat that he's going through and he just blows through everything and then slowly it turns into like this beam that just like shoots straight through it and then just everything gets wrecked. Dude, like nobody, and I mean nobody, is taking that freaking hit. Like they really took their time in, in doing that. And I think that's the big thing um, with Godzilla. I mean, there's a few things you really need to get right with Godzilla. You know, one, you gotta get a good roar going. Aesthetically, he has to look cool. You know, I mean, obviously there's been a lot of changes to him and Maybe with production and, and higher budgets and things like that. I mean, you know, it's always good to have a little bit of change. But I feel like the two big things are, are the atomic breath and the the roar. And this version of Godzilla does that really, really, really well. Even, even though, like, the way the, the scene is kind of set up where, like, this, like, opera music is playing in the background. And the, the people are looking in disbelief because Godzilla has already completely wrecked shops on most of the city and he's kind of trudging very slowly through different parts of Japan and Tokyo and it's like the city's already in massive chaos and they're like what more can this guy do and Godzilla immediately goes hey man hold my beer there you go I can show you what I can do and he does and and like you see how completely hopeless everything is around them like they had one they never had any control but they obviously didn't take advantage of uh, what they could have by leaving. And I think even the, the human aspect, which it always slows down the movie. I, I don't... I'm always interested in, in how can you make a movie like Godzilla or a kaiju monster just be the monsters? It's always That's always kind of been the big question, I think, for any type of dinosaur, kaiju. I've always asked this question with, like, Transformers as well. It's like, you know, there's versions of Transformers where Cybertron... And and animes and things like that, where it's just it's just the robots, right? And they and they speak and they talk and they have dialogue and um, they're able to do that. They don't need to have human aspects. I've always wondered, can you just do that with Godzilla? Is it, is it possible? Because you know Godzilla doesn't talk or anything. Um, there's obviously other monsters that exist in the universe that he's kind of implemented in. Um, is it possible though? I don't think they've ever really tried. I you know I'm sure that. Someone out there has at least brought up the topic or at least tried to. And, and you know, I, I, I guess it's pretty difficult. I'm thinking about it now. You know, how do you make that interesting? You know, you, I guess you need some type of elements where you need to have some type of conflict. You need to have some type of something that, that resolves by the end of the movie that's not just two monsters kind of duking it out or one monster completely destroying everything. Um, but even with the human element in this, I think this does this really, really well because even though there's like multiple humans and I'll be honest with you, I, I you know, I don't really know anybody's characters' names because there's 
quite a bit of people in this movie. Um, what they go through is actually a lot more interesting than most of the human elements in the other movies. I mean, it's much more interesting than the MonsterVerse ones, uh, where you have like uh, this woman who who is so upset and distraught at the fact that you know America wants to drop it, another atomic bomb on, on Tokyo just to get rid of that monster. Um, then you have like the president or the prime minister as they call him and you know he doesn't want to leave he wants to be with his people and he just has no clue what's going on he's trying to meet up with like these different scientists and you know teams that like these uh, you know chaos prevention teams and scientists who just like you know they're no name kind of no face people who you know don't even really seem like they have much of a job you know, and even they're so clueless that they're kind of just kind of passing the buck to other people. And I think all that stuff was actually quite interesting. I, I you know, I, I think uh, just watching that stuff on its own, I, I think it's really interesting. Um, I think the even better one than that is probably Godzilla Earth, which if, if you haven't checked that one out, that one's on Netflix where you have like humans who left Earth because that Godzilla is so destructive, which... That Godzilla might actually be Shin Godzilla, but that's only because that Godzilla is so massive and big. And, uh, you know, look, size is going to beat you any way you can. Um, but, you know, the human thing is always tricky. Um, I at least can say I enjoyed it in that, you know, there's no real part of this movie where it kind of slows down. I'd always feel like it kept my attention for what it was because the kind of conflicts that they were kind of putting out there and the agendas they were putting out there was just, they were interesting. You know what I mean? And you realize, well, what are they going to do? You know, how are you going to stop this Godzilla? If he's going to destroy Tokyo, you know, where else is he going? What is he looking for? What's the, the MO with this, this giant creature? And it like, it makes other countries really nervous that they just, you know, they almost want to go into a nuclear war. Um... I know I just said that, you know, I'm sound kind of hypocritical, um, but I don't remember people's names, but I felt like the character development in most of these movies, or at least in this one specifically, was a little bit better. And I really tell that they're, what they're going through um, really adds to Godzilla in general because, one, there is a point in this movie where Godzilla stops. Um, he has to rest. He has to, he stops for like a couple days. Uh, to recharge and sleep, and and in that process, he is still completely indestructible. And people game plan. Uh, you have scientists who game plan and trying to figure out what he is, and going up to him, and they realize that he is emitting this type of nuclear energy that is deadly to be around. It's like Chernobyl times a thousand. And as they're trying to understand, it, they're going into it, and they're you know kind of sciencing it up, if that's a word, and. Uh, realizing, you know, his anatomy and what he is and that his cells are regenerating at, like, an alarming rate. And it's very interesting. I, I really liked how they kind of built this Godzilla up. They, they made him... They, they gave a lot of detail to him in this movie, and I, I think that's the best thing that they could have done for a Godzilla movie. And I, I read that this movie won, like, a crazy amount of, like, Oscars or, you know, whatever their version of, like, the Academy Awards is uh, over there. And for good reason, too, man. This is a much, 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 much better version of Godzilla than I think most people probably give it credit for, which is odd because it seems like this movie is very underappreciated and it's kind of slipped on. And it could just be, I mean, it, you know, in, in versions, Godzilla has been around for 
a long time, a couple decades. You know, we're talking 60 years. And in that time, man, you know, after a while, sure, the entertainment aspect of it, it's like at one point, Godzilla was the cornerstone of movie entertainment. And that's not the case anymore. There's a lot of other options out there. You know, you got a lot of other movies that exist um, that people put their time into, like, you know, WandaVision and the MCU and things like that. That, you know, now Godzilla has some, some competition. And I think this version of Godzilla can really bring people back if they got to see it. And plus, too, you know, this movie was not made in the States. I think uh, if this movie was made in the States or if, you know, Japan were to push this over here a lot more than maybe it could have been. Um, but it just isn't and it kind of just came and went. I do remember hearing about this movie when it got first made <clears throat> and seeing trailer for it. And, and just going off just the complete, like, Wow, the CGI looks really crappy. I was like, ah, this looks like it's garbage. You know, I think, I think uh, Toho has kind of exhausted all the resources for Godzilla. And when I finally see it, I was really glad I proved myself wrong. You know, I completely take my L for that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I kind of forgot what I was going. I, this is the thing about like what how I do my shows is that I'll start on a topic and then jump on another one and then realize that oh wait, I never kind of addressed the topic I was kind of talking about. Um, but yeah, like this version of Godzilla is very underappreciated. Um, just going right back, I'll make one final point with the the human stuff. Um, I, I like I think of like the MonsterVerse Godzilla, and I think a lot of times half of it is just like, look who we got in our movie. You know, we got Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things, and you know we got one of Donald Glover's boys, which or, or you know uh, Tyreek Henry, I believe that's what his name is. Uh, you know, he's kind of been a, a role player in a lot of other movies. You know, you have uh, Kyle Chandler finally coming back. And, and uh, you know, I, I think Alexander Skarsgård is in this as well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, fairly big names to pretty uh, familiar names that go on in this movie. That, and I feel like just half of that is like, you know, look who we got. But it's like, that's not really that interesting, you know, because it's like, one, you're kind of cutting them and undermining the actor itself because, like, Millie Bobby Brown is, you know, quite a really good actor. You know, from what I've seen with Stranger Things, it's like, you know that she has a range. And when it just leads to the fact that, like, she's kind of staring off in camera, looking in awe at this giant monster, it's, it's like you're kind of cutting the rug out from under her because you're kind of taking away the range that she has and doing that. Or, you know, just having these characters run around. And doing that, it's almost like you're kind of wasting them. Even though, you know, most of the time in the other movies, especially like with like Kong Skull Island, where they just jam pack that with Samuel Jackson and, and Dummy Larson and um, Tom Hiddleston and, and stuff like that, and and you realize like, oh, like half of this movie is just the fact that they actually got those actors in this movie, and like Samuel Jackson doesn't even feel like a character in that movie. He just feels like Samuel Jackson. You know, I laugh at that movie because it's like. I don't view it as his character versus King Kong. I look at it as, as Samuel Jackson versus King Kong. You know what I mean? And that's kind of a big point with these movies. And I'm so glad that Shin Godzilla did not do that with this one. Um, you know, they let these characters kind of breathe and, and kind of wallow in the fact that, like, their world is just crumbling around them. And they have no idea what to do. So, yeah, man. Uh... What else can I really talk about with this movie? It, fairly good runtime. I, I think this movie ends in a 
kind of a, a interesting kind of way with Godzilla kind of turning into like a humanoid kind of form. I thought that stuff was really cool. I wonder if they'd ever do like a, a sequel to this. I, I'm not quite sure. You know, maybe they could have like a version of Godzilla that comes back around and maybe they make a series out of it. But I, I don't really think so. I don't, I don't think that's really the movie you should make. Um, I know a lot of times, man, with the, when the money is really good, you know, the idea is always going to be like, let's make another one. But I think sometimes that shouldn't be the case. <clears throat> I think the case just, should just be, you know, you made one really good movie and just be proud of it, right? It's like you told a story that you're supposed to tell. And I, I don't think, especially here in America, we do not believe in that at all, right? It's like pump out as many of these movies as I can until people just stop coming. And when you do that, though, it really kind of cuts the quality of the movie in general because it's like, look at all the franchises that we have uh, that are just like, they've been going on forever. And it's just, you know, people are tired of them. People don't care. Terminator, Alien, you know, oh God, you know, Predator, stuff like that, where it's like, there's been so many versions of that character now that you realize what made it so good was that, you know, it was this kind of self-contained story in the beginning. And... And you add to it and take things away from it and retcon it. And it's just like, it makes it not interesting. And I think even Godzilla itself, it, it gets kind of uninteresting because you have like just the monster of the week kind of situation. Um, I am really interested to see like where they're going to go, especially after Godzilla versus King Kong, because obviously Mecha Godzilla is going to show up in this movie. I don't see any reason not to. Obviously, there's always going to be another element to just Godzilla and King Kong fighting, obviously. I just hope that they do it really well. And they and that it's justified in what they do. Because these movies themselves are not really even pushing in the, the money that I think they're almost half expecting, right, what they really want to. And especially now with the COVID situation, it's like there's no way this movie is even really going to make a, back its money. And it's like, not because the movie's going to be bad, it's just, you know, look... Theaters aren't open. People aren't gonna st are gonna stay away from theaters still, even with the vaccination and things like that. And it's like, and plus two with the HBO Max situation, and people could just watch them from home. I think most people probably won't care. It's like you know, I'd rather just watch this at home anyways. And maybe on later down the road when everything gets back to normal, I will. So I really hope that they don't expect a, a massive push or an investment or you know whatever's gonna happen with their ROI. That they at least understand that, you know, if this movie does flop, it is not, it has nothing to do with Godzilla vs. King Kong. It has everything to do with the situation that we are currently in. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to give God Shin Godzilla, or Godzilla Resurgence, that it's kind of retitled over here, uh, an A. Very, very good movie, man. It's I've seen it about two or three times already. I enjoy it. Even sometimes I'll just go back on YouTube and, and watch... Uh, when he completely just obliterates Tokyo and busts Tokyo's hymen all in once. You know, I mean, it's such a cool video. And plus, too, they, they put up, like, an AK version of that. It's really nice to watch. And he also has, like, these, like, massive, like, you know, like, he has, like, energy coming out of his, like, freaking back and everything. It's just really cool. You know I mean? Not, not to jack off to his freaking atomic breath again, but, you know, hey, what can I do? So, anyways, yeah. And, man, A, A+, plus, very good movie, great movie ever, greatest movie ever. Yeah, so... Uh, thank you guys, man. Thank you guys for listening, checking out the pod. Um, yeah, I should. I'm not quite sure if I'm going to keep going on with the Kaiju series uh, coming up. I know we got a couple more weeks going, so maybe I could fit maybe another review if you have uh, a movie in mind. 
uh, definitely would like to hear it, or maybe if you suggest it, maybe I'll definitely check it out. I've seen a lot of kaiju movies, man. I have, since a child, I have been obsessed with giant creatures and dinosaurs. It's just, it just is what it is. You know, some kids like fire trucks and, you know, playing baseball and stuff like that. I like giant monsters. You know what I mean? Hey, that's just whatever gets me going, man. So, anyways, check out Cinema Flavor on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Um, and then also to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn as well. And I will see you guys later.